As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. <sighs> Sorry I'm late, everyone. It's all right. The meeting's just getting started. Are you in your closet? Yeah, it's the quietest place. <gasps> ah, not the roomiest, though. Getting closer with your closet these days? That uh, dinosaur costume behind you? What? No. <laughs> the Container Store's custom closet sale is here to help with up to 25% off closet systems and free virtual in-home closet design. Who wants Sean to put on the dino suit? Really, guys? The Container Store, where space comes from. With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Calgary, Canada, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. It's no holes barred radio, folks, and that's the kind of show we're going to have today. There's no guest. There's plenty to talk about, but I am here with my co-host, my loyal co-host, my partner on the show, TJ DeSantis. TJ, how are you? I'm good. Are you... Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, are you, I, I know you're physically here in this time zone, but are, are you mentally back or you have all your faculties uh, fresh off a, a European trip? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I mean, it, I went over to Germany, to Hamburg, Germany, for the UFC this weekend at the Barclay Card Arena, uh, which we all know for those that watched on Sunday. Uh, a lot of people do enjoy the Sunday shows. I actually prefer Saturday, so I'm home on Sunday, but I still like the idea of the Sunday shows. I think they're great. Um, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, Germany is a pleasure to, to visit. I've said this many times on the show. It is probably one of the most tourist-friendly countries in the world. Uh, great beer, great food, great people, friendly, clean. Uh, lots to do, and a very historic city, wonderful to walk around, and, and, the, and the epitome of European cities with the outdoor cafes and the Reeperbahn, all this, all this different stuff that you can do there. So uh, it's very enjoyable. And if you like to party, you definitely can party there. If you like great food and want to relax, which I did outside of doing the show, I had a great time, went to the casino. Thank you to the German poker players for being the soft players you were, those two nights that I were there. <laughs> came, came, came back with your Euros, baby, and I always love when I do that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> love it, love it. Love it, love it. So I had a good trip. I had a good trip all the way around. But the show itself yeah. was, was a very good show. Um, I thought a lot of decisions. Uh, there was a couple of decisions, or one in particular. I still, 
I'm not putting down judges. I never do that. Hmm. But like Dana says, don't put your your fight in the hands of the judges. Let it go the distance. But it still always amazes me when I read a split decision and I'll read 29-28 for the winner twice and the loser gets 30-27 winning vote from the other judge. Yeah, you know? ain't, ain't this a great sport? I mean, uh, again, uh, I, I hate when Dana says don't leave it in the hands of the judges because when you have world-class athletes, uh, odds are sometimes they're not going to be able to finish one another. Uh, but that said, uh, you want the competent judges to be the ones that hand down a decision. Unfortunately, I don't know if this is a problem where judges just don't know what they're looking at or if it's like beauty. Is it truly in the eye of the beholder? Is whoever wins in the fight in the eye of the beholder? I, I don't think so. I, I think that there is a enough of a subjective argument uh, in the rules made uh, on, on how to score a fight, but for whatever reason – uh, like you said, sometimes – I mean, sometimes, Bruce, you've read split decisions that have opposite 30-27s. Yeah, you know, which is even more of an extreme. So it's just always surprising. The bottom line is whoever they chose as the winner is the winner, and that's the man who got his hand raised. That – a couple things about uh, Sunday night. Mm. There were some very good standouts, some future potential uh, stars, uh, you know, of the many stars in the UFC. Uh, Mark DeCasey who is a very flamboyant fighter at lightweight, was the first fight in the main card, usually puts on quite the show, almost was put to a position where he fought in a phone booth by Nazrat Hakparast. Now, Nazrat Hakparast um, is a fighter. I, I suggest you watch this guy. Uh, he's definitely got great potential for his career. Mark DeCasey is not an easy person to beat by any standards whatsoever. Um, I know you were working in Victa, but if you get a chance to see it, you want to watch that fight. Uh, Marcin Tabora fought Stefan Struve. Uh, Stefan lost. Um, you know, I like Stefan Struve a lot. He's always very enjoyable to watch. It'll be interesting to see where his career goes from this point. And uh, Corey Anderson came out very strong against Glover Teixeira, and that fight ended uh, relatively quickly. Right. Uh, Glo Glover's a tough guy. You know, Glover, so. very tough guy. He and I had words after the fight in the back. Is you know, he just uh, said, you know, basically, that's not the way I fight. And I said, Glover, we know you're a warrior. Uh, he wants to be back. He wants to, you know, prove himself again. And he is a true warrior. Glover Teixeira has gotten in there and battled with the best of him and always given it his all. And then we saw uh, the great legendary Shogun Hua against Anthony Smith. Yeah. Uh, did, did we see the great legendary Shogun Hua? Unfortunately. Not, not that night. No. Um, and so I wonder what is in store I don't know how many more fights Shogun has in his career, but when you really look at this, and I didn't check for my records, Shogun Hua has been fighting probably longer than most anybody that's active these days. Yeah, Would you say? I mean, he, uh, he, I think he won the Pride Grand Prix in 2005. Well, he also just came off a three-fight winning streak, if I'm not mistaken, in the UFC, right? Uh, which puts him in a great level of confidence. But Anthony Smith came out and just ran through him. Right, and Anthony Smith now has run through two consecutive uh, opponents relatively quick, both former UFC light heavyweight champions. Uh, unfortunately, um, it's kind of hard to say, you know, really what those performances mean. And, and again, no offense to Anthony Smith, and truly, honestly, no offense to Rashad Evans or uh, Shogun Hua. It's just where they are in their careers. Sometimes, uh, you know, fighters drop off, and sometimes they drop off relatively quickly. I, I hope there is a lot more left in the tank for Shogun Hua, but. The man's a Hall of Famer already. You know, um, if he wants to keep fighting and medically it's safe and sound for him to do so, then by all means. But 
uh, the the man could hang up his gloves and and have a Hall of Fame speech in his uh, near future. Absolutely, uh, one of the greatest mixed martial artists that ever competed in the octagon and Pride and everywhere else. And uh, you know, he's probably sitting back again, as a couple others are from last Sunday night, deciding what their future holds for them. And that's a decision only they can make. Right. Based on their contract, based on how many more fights they have, and of course, based on their passion for what they do. And you better have it because fighting, as I said it before, is the loneliest sport in the world. It's a one-man sport. You've got to go out there after you leave your trainers, your team, everything. Once that octagon door closes or any day cage door closes on you, it is just you against the man across the cage or the woman across the cage. One-man situation, one-woman situation. You need great self-motivation and confidence to be a fighter. Do you agree with that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, so this is, you know, it's a, it's a soul-searching technique, and I'm sure Shogun's going through that right now. And I wish him the best. Always been one of my favorites to watch. Now, with that being said, last Sunday, this this Saturday, I'm going to Calgary, Canada. Um, we've got some fights here. <laughs> uh, and Jacek against Tisha Torres. Uh, in that, we've got uh, Jose Aldo fighting Jeremy Stevens. Wow. That's tough. Now, Josie Aldo is the number two contender in the featherweight division, Jeremy being number four. How do you see that fight going? Uh, I think Jeremy Stevens is a very live dog. Uh, I think he's plus, 20, plus 125 underdog. Um, you know, we were talking about guys like Shogun and and Rashad Evans. Like, I think Jose may be on that uh, trajectory as well. Uh, one of the greatest featherweights of all time. Um, he's fallen on some harder times over the last couple of years. If Jeremy Stevens beats Jose Aldo, I would not be shocked. But that said, to me, for my money, I don't think I'm breaking news here. Jose Aldo is the greatest featherweight that this sport has ever seen. If he goes out and beats Jeremy Stevens, like, you can't be surprised. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's what he's done for the better part of a decade, decade plus. And I don't know, we'll see what happens. Saturday night, that that, that is the most intriguing fight to me is, is Aldo and Stevens. Absolutely. And it comes down to being the best man win that shows up that evening. Um, Joanna and Tisha. Ooh. Uh, ooh. I mean, he, here's the thing. Joanna and Jay Check, uh, c- could beat anybody on any given night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not want to fight Tisha Torres still. You know what I mean? If, I, if I'm Joanna, she's coming off, uh, two tough losses. Uh, th- this is a, a stiff test for her. Tisha's incredibly, incredibly tough to deal with. Right, and uh, you want to better be fighting on that championship level if she wants to uh, get, ensure a win. You know what I mean? I, I think that her skills, she is the favorite. She should be the favorite. But Tisha Torres is a tough person to stand in front of when you. Not that she desperately needs a win, but uh, she could use a win. Well, this is not a situation of three strikes you're out. Yes, you want is coming off two losses. Right. There's no way you can ever uh, say that you want his career is in jeopardy because it's not. She has a tremendously right. long. Uh, fight life ahead of her. She's the number one contender. Tisha's the number five contender. Extremely tough fight. I agree right. with you completely. Um, this is this is. I want. I don't want to call this a sleeper card. Although by some people I'll, they don't I'll really look at it. it. I'll say it. And you know why it's a sleeper card, Buff? Because why? you're coming off. You know, I mean, Granny had Hamburg last week, but you're coming off International Fight Week. You're coming off uh, an incredible. I mean, we're still in the month of July. It's an incredibly busy month in mixed martial arts, and this card would be the talk of most months. But the fact that we've had the amount of UFC content, also uh, a car that featured Daniel Cormier defeating Stipe Miocic to become, you know, a uh, two-division champion, this car does get overlooked. It does become a bit of a sleeper. But th- that that's because of what it's been put around, not necessarily speaking to the um, intrigue and, and, you know, competitiveness uh, of this, this card. 
Exactly. Let me give you another couple uh, bouts on the card. Um, Alexander Hernandez against uh, Olivier Ben Mercier will start off the main card. Olivier, I'd like to say, has picked a pretty cool nickname for himself now. He's going to be known as the Canadian Gangster. I like uh, it. I like it. Uh, Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier, uh, number three and number four contenders going at each other, two of the toughest guys in the lightweight division is the main event. Hello, shibidi-shibidi. I can't wait to see that fight. Uh, John McDesi, Ross Pearson is on the fight pass prelims. Uh, Nina, Nina Azaroff fighting Randa Marcos. Yeah, these uh, are great fights. I yeah, mean, these are great fights. From top to bottom. Uh, and it's free, by the way, on Big Fox. Exactly. And Jordan Meehan, who's always fun to watch uh, against Alex Morano, amongst all the other people. I wish them all the best. On Saturday night, I'll be there to roar in uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada, from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. And I'm looking forward to a very exciting show. And, of course, for all those listening, it is on Fox. So you have the Fox prelims on Fox, and you have the main card on Fox. This is not Fox Sports 1. Saturday, this is Fox Channel 11. Lots to be watched. Uh, you know what? I can't remember. They used to have the prelims and the main card on Fox 11, usually just the main card. So this is quite a move on well, Fox's part. Depends on where you live because Fox 11 is not Fox 11 everywhere. Um, uh, so Fox Network. Say yeah, Fox. Big Fox is what they say in the business. So, Big. yeah, check your local cable listing. There you go. Keep me up to date, TJ. That's why you're here. Big Fox, something I never would have known to have said. Speaking of Big Fox, let's go into some news. Uh, Conor McGregor is going to dodge jail, it looks like, in deportation. He's making a plea deal in New That's York. Shocking. That's not shocking, right? No, like, I think. I, I just hope it sticks, right, Buff? Like, I hope. I hope this makes him think next time. Well, <clears throat> I hope it started to make him think since he did it last time. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it just getting a plea deal. He should have been thinking about this all along. And, and mm. let's, let's just hope that uh, Mr. McGregor learns from his uh, mistakes and goes on to be what he should be, which is the role model for our sport and doing it correctly. Can I just say it like that? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, yeah. I, I hate to go back to it, but remember when we had a gentleman by the name of John Jones on this radio program? Mm-hmm. Remember when you told all those things to John about how he could be the greatest of all time and he needs to make sure he doesn't surround himself with the wrong kind of people? Sure do. Well, sometimes that story can be used for multiple people. And unfortunately, sometimes those people don't always listen. And... uh you know, we're a country of second chances. Heck, we're a country of third and fourth chances, to be yep. honest with you. Right. Uh, you just got to make good, and I hope Conor McGregor can make good. I hope so, too. That's all I can say, whatever the that means. The sport needs him. We all need him. I mean, he's one of the greatest athletes. Forget fighters. One of the greatest athletes of our time. Conor, we just want to see you do good, man. Please. I want, to see him. I want to see him do well. He has one of the greatest backstories of any athlete. He had a chance to be one of the greatest role models. He's obviously, you know, tainted That's that. That's out the window right now. Right. right now. It's about building again, and we'll see where he goes with it and what his choices are. But um, when it comes down to it, I think Fox ran a uh, special on the top ten most recognizable UFC personalities, and Connor is listed as number one. You know, yeah. so he's still up there. And, right? and here's the question, though. Is, is he going to be listed as number one for a long time because of things like this? Or because he's one of the greatest fighters ever to put on the gloves. I think they're I, referring to the second part of your equation, not the first really? part. I well, think that, they're I think they're intertwined right now. Unfortunately, no. I think they're the same damn thing. Well, I was talking about in respect to the show and right. you know how they put it. For, I haven't seen the show yet. You know, there's other people involved in that top ten. I, I heard I was in the top ten too. I don't know where it came really? in. Really? 
Yes, uh, somebody called me. Who was it? Only uh, top ten? I'm saying like top three at least, right, Buff? I actually heard that I was number four. I'm not hey! sitting here bragging about hey! it or anything like that. You know, Congrats. That's thanks. awesome. However that means, however that was put together, however they judge those kind of uh, well, ratings or whatever. But I, I'm very honored. I'm very honored. You I, know what I, that means, Bruce? You left your mark. And for someone who doesn't fight to be able to leave your mark in the way that you have, huge accomplishment. Thank you. But I do fight every day. <laughs> in well, life. Well, in life. I know what fighters. you mean. I know what you mean. Hey, you and I you and I had a heck of a showdown with Skype before we got on the air today. So I, yeah. I don't know I don't know if we've come out ahead yet or behind, but uh, we already uh, threw, already threw punches. So at Skype. Right. So anyway with Connor, um good for you, Connor. That's the way it came out. Make the best of it, my man. Role model, role model, role model, mantra, mantra, mantra. But of course, you're in this business to fight, you're in this business to win, you're in this business to take care of your family, and I wish you all the best. We'll leave it at that. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Okay, uh, Demi Lovato is a huge UFC mm. fan. She's been in many, many shows. She used to be the girlfriend of Luke Rockhold for a while there. I've had dinner with her, not like personally, but we sat at the same table and ate once. Well, tragically speaking, uh, Demi Lovato's overdose came to uh, an end at a party at, uh, at her house that lasted all night as they're reporting here, but she had an overdose. There was reports that it could have been the drug heroin. Now there's reports that it's something else. I don't want to cast any aspersions on it. I just wish her the best um, to come out of the overdose situation that she's in. Yeah. She's one incredible entertainer, extremely talented person, and I just on It's Time Radio want to wish her the best. That's all here's, I can say. Huge supporter of mixed martial arts, and you know I think she's going to have a lot of support from uh, her fans and and plenty of personalities that are involved in the sport that have met her uh, over the last few years. I uh, I mean I like you don't know really what is going on other than the fact that you know something's troubling her and something uh, uh, has caused her to you know do some do some things that you know are detrimental to her health and and I hope it all works out. Uh, it, it's so hard, Bruce, because obviously she's struggling, but. To have to struggle in the public eye and have it, you know, 100% directly affect, you know, your your career moves. Uh, don't, you know, I'm not trying to say, like, cry for celebrities by any means, but I don't think most people really understand what those uh, struggles are like when you are a person uh, of note. And, uh, you know, I, I hope I hope the best for her and her family. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do, too. I've got some uh, food stories here, which starts out with a human interest story, which basically uh, comes from your home state, Minneapolis, Minnesota, or Minnesota, mm -hmm. Minneapolis. Right. A young 13-year-old <clears throat> entrepreneur um, who was reported for operating a hot dog stand uh, outside his house without a license. <laughs> uh, so they were closing him down, but instead of closing down the operation, the Minneapolis Department of Health, that who received the complaint about his hot dog stand, yeah. Um, and he called the operation Mr. Faulkner's Old Fashioned Hot Dogs. And I admire this. This is a 13-year-old entrepreneur out there trying to make his money. Right, trying to hustle a dollar. So instead of closing it down, the health inspectors realizing maybe in their own heart, this young entrepreneur and wanting to do what they can for this young man, they pitched in to pay the $87 permit. He now has a permit, and he can operate his hot dog stand. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Instead of closing it down and causing him angst and maybe causing him some trauma at 13 years old, they did something to help this man become what we all hope young men and women become, which are solid citizens doing the best for the world in which they live. And you know what they're doing at the same time? They're teaching him business, Buff. They're exactly. They're teaching him that he does need to go through the proper channels to get the proper licenses to do 
what you need to do to be on the up and up. And, I mean, when you hear about him shutting, uh, you know, a a hot dog stand down, uh, you kind of go like, oh, come on, he's just a kid. But at the same time, like, we have no idea how much money this kid is actually raking in. Maybe he's making three, four hundred dollars a day. We don't know. But the bottom line is he's going to be allowed to move forward and he's going to learn a real lesson from this. And uh, that's huge. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's great. And a little more tidbit on him. He started the hot dog stand with the help of his uncle, right? right. But his uncle says, and his name is Jay Kwan, if I have this correctly. Okay. I actually want to follow this because I'd like to see where this young man goes in life because I'm always enamored of these kind of situations or stories. Hey, what if we got him on the air? What if, I, what if that's my assignment for the next week? How about uh, that? I'm going to send you the story, and if you can make that happen, that would be very make me very happy. Yeah, I mean, I, I always am looking for an excuse to talk about Minnesota, so – there's uh, a perfect why not? one. Yeah. Well, he handles, according to his uncle, 90% of the business, okay? So I should call him direct is what you're saying. Right. It's, uh, you'll see in the story. See if you can get the, uh, you know, whatever well, you can to get we'll, his number. We'll make it happen, Bruce. I promise. Oh, cool. Now, we can't do it between 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. because he now works four-hour days, and he says he spends his free time thinking about what's next, maybe a food cart. Now, my uncle started his business with a food cart, which became the largest catering business in Philadelphia with the food trucks, which is where Brian, my brother, and I cut our teeth as, as young kids, as early as like 11 and 12 years old, working those food trucks. I thought so, you were going to tell me that uh, your uncle came up with this idea no, uh, to put no. this steak sandwich with uh, cheese on it and call it a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, not, not quite. Not quite. My, my uncle hated cheese whiz. He likes regular provolone, so he would have made the best steak sandwich as possible. But... I'm sorry, cheese whiz on a steak sandwich. You're doing it wrong. It's all about provolone. Can't get that. Anyway, um, this is another thing I really like. The story ends, and again, with a food, I I see this kid starting his food cart. I see him going into something new. Great story. I I wish that kids his own age are quite aware of this. But he said he's also thinking about donating some of his earnings to charities that help people with depression. He's already a philanthropist. But get this. To help people with depression. Probably he has somebody close to him that suffers from that. Don't we all? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a very horrible disease, and I think it touches a lot of families, a very serious disease, you know, if you're you're diagnosed with it. So good for this. Yaquan, he wins the Citizen of the Week Award, if not the Year Award, at the rate he's going on its time radio. Good luck to you, young man. I think we should start giving out the weekly fist bumps and then the weekly, like, punch across the face. Yeah, well, we have the weekly A-hole award, which I try right. to avoid, but there's just too many things going on. It's almost All like right. there's a lot of people vying for that prize. <laughs> so, so Jay Kwong, he gets the buffer fist bump of the week. Absolutely, and the support forever. Go, and young maybe, man, and go. Ma- and, ma- and maybe a spot on It's Time Radio next week. We'll find Love out. it. Love it. Make it happen. Okay, now, otherwise in food, salmonella outbreaks have been happening quite regularly. Oh, God, yeah. now there's a 26 states tied mm. to salmonella outbreaks in raw turkey. So 90 people across 26 states um, have been sickened, according to the U.S. Center of Disease Control. You know, it's a uh, bummer, Bruce. I thought you were actually going to be talking about the Ritz cracker salmonella outbreak. I didn't even know about the turkey one. Like, y- you can't eat anything anymore. No, and that's the other one. That was that would happen this week is the Ritz cracker salmon outbreak. I love Ritz crackers. I do not buy them because I don't think they're a healthy food that I like well, to eat. But no, I, and if you buy one – you know, box, then one box turns into two boxes, and then all of a sudden you've eaten three boxes, and it's not even like Tuesday yet. You know That's, what I mean? That sounds like Oreos. I went to the store yesterday, oh. and I called Kristen, and I said, Kristen, what do the kids need? And Rupert said, Oreos, right? 
So here I am. I bought a big bag of Oreos. Every time I open my refrigerator, it's sitting there staring at me. Now, let me tell you, if I open that and I start eating that, I'm going to go through half that bag. So I am just – I haven't had one Oreo since – I haven't eaten one, Kristen. I promise. She just walked yeah. up. You know, it's uh, it's like that old Pringles slogan, once you pop, you can't stop. So yeah. Many food. So many foods are like that. Yeah, exactly. So watch yourself. This seminar, I, it's just, it's too much. It's been like every other week or every other month or something going on. Now, on the other end of the stick, I kind of like this. Tell me you being a father. Baltimore is banning sugary drinks from kids' menus. That's the, um, it's the largest city in the United States to bar soda and other sugary, uh, sugary drinks from restaurant kids' menus this week. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, if it's on the kids' menu or not, it doesn't mean that you can't order it. You know what I mean? So, like, if, you're, if your kid is at a restaurant and he wants a Coke, even if it's not on the kids' menu, odds are you're probably going to order him a Coke. It doesn't matter if it's on the menu or not. It comes down to what sort of guidelines you set for your children and what they can and can't have. My son can't have soda. We don't give it to him. Uh, it just so happens that when he's tried soda, he hates it. So well, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well there. But the bottom line is it comes down to parenting. It doesn't matter if it's in print or not. True, true. So let me give you the specifics on this. Restaurants will be limited to offering tri- uh, children's meals with flat, sparkling, or flavored water with no added sweeteners, milk, or non-dairy alternatives, or 100% fruit juice. Parents can choose to mm. order... Parents can choose to order other drinks for their kids, however. But Baltimore's health department is going to – this is a law. Baltimore's health department will enforce the law through its inspection process, and those restaurants found violating it could face a $100 fine. Not a large fine, but but this is a law. It's it's a law to have it not on their children's menu. It it comes down to whether or not the parents are going to say, sure, you want a Coke? We'll have a Coke for them or or, or not. Um, I'm reading – wait, I'm reading this differently. I'm you reading can't this. Tell it, you can't tell a parent they can't order a Coke for their kid. I'm it telling says, you. It's it says, not communist wherever. It says parents can choose to order other drinks for their children, however. Right. Does that mean? It means because it doesn't come with the kid's meal, they can still say, hey, instead of the flavored water, he'll have a Coca-Cola. The restaurant's going to go, well, sir, your son's a child. We can't give him a Coca-Cola. It's not alcohol. There's no law that says you can't give a kid soda. What the law says is it can't be on the kid's menu. Well, what they're trying to do is they're trying to curb the growing number of obese children in the city. Um, and it also says here, too, some quick service, limited service restaurant may be forced to use single servings of water, milk, or juice for the children's meals, which often cost more than the, than the Coke drinks because Coke drinks are extremely profitable for restaurants. Right. They're like a penny an ounce or something like that. Right. So the, the – the drawback from that is the increased cost could cause some restaurants to either increase the price of children's meals or sell beverages separately. Um, it all comes down to bottom line right. pricing. But I'm interpreting this that the kids can't drink. That's what I'm seeing. No, here. they can, Bruce. If I'm a if I'm an adult and I bring my son somewhere, and he says I want the number four. Well, what do you want to drink? You want you want milk? You want juice? You want water? And he goes, I want a Coke. And I look at the waitress and I go, He'll have a Coke. The waitress is not going to look at me and go, no, he can't have a Coke. Well, who are you? You can't, you can't tell me what my son can or can't have. You can, as the state, say, oh, well, we don't offer the Coke part of the kid's meal. You can get you know whatever the drink that comes with the kid's meal, and I can bring you a Coke separately. Now, whether or not you give that to your son or daughter or whomever is your prerogative as a parent, but they're not going to say, no, we can't serve 
your child a soft drink. I got you. Okay. Um, but, but here's my thing. If you're going to take away sugary drinks from the kids' menu, should we take away fried food? Because <laughs> fried Maybe. food, you know, uh, contributes to obesity. Like, I, I don't know. It comes down to parenting. It doesn't come down to what is available on or off a menu. This is the same sort of argument about, like, ah, oh, should Wendy's be able to sell a 32-ounce soft drink as a large in, or a medium or whatever? Like, we're all adults here. We all know. I mean, people that smoke cigarettes, they know that smoking leads to cancer. Okay. So, so what you're talking about, again, we get them down to freedom of choice. It's not even – yeah, I mean, it's freedom of choice, but it's also just the – freedom to be intelligent or to deny facts. And if your child has an issue with obesity, I don't care whether Coca-Cola is on or off the menu. Uh, for most people, I believe that their meals are served in the home. Maybe not. Maybe m most kids do eat out. But those choices are going to be made uh, a lot more often than not outside of the restaurant rather than inside of the restaurant. Gotcha. All right, well, let's see how it pans out and what other states might go with this, but that's the first and only state to have done it. A um, little switch in uh, subject matter here. Another situation here, you, you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, have you not? I have, yeah. Okay, well, uh, the director, James Gunn, has been fired uh, from, the, from really? the film. Yeah, he uh, basically had to apologize for old jokes he made mm. regarding pedophilia, AIDS, and rape. Uh, these go back to deleted tweets that were sent by him in 2008 and 2011. Again, when you think about the time period, we're going back seven to ten years. Still, uh, still, uh, the fact that he put them out there. Yeah. This is where you, you know, this is where you got to be. You, you just can't do this, folks. You can't. No, you can't. No, and, and, and I mean, if we go digging in anybody's history like that, I'm sure almost everybody's going to find something that will make them blush. Um, but this, is, this isn't blushing. <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying if you go – like if I dig back through all of your tweets, Bruce, maybe I find something that makes you blush. Or maybe you go, oh, maybe this isn't good. I'm sure I have them as well. It's just whether or not you have gone so far in the past to say things that people didn't notice or let you get away with that is now no longer uh, acceptable. Um, I don't know. It, it's such a fine line. You know, this is the problem – with social media, it's great and it's terrible all at once because, I mean, how many times have we talked about really people that you and I know on a personal basis that are celebrities that have really good hearts, but they just make a stupid-ass decision thinking out loud while typing it into Twitter and all of a sudden their careers are in jeopardy. It's, I mean, it's happened so many times, and I'm not saying that they should be let off the hook by any means, but it's just like, what are you doing, people? Well, you you got to be careful what you're doing. Everything like I, this is a old saying from the movie called The Social Network, which was about Facebook. It said the internet is printed in ink, and I, I think that is incredibly true. It doesn't matter if you delete something. It doesn't matter uh, if it goes by relatively unnoticed. Uh, no matter what you put out online, even if you think it's gone, it is still very much there, and it will still very much haunt you many and years later. It doesn't matter if you're a director or the president of the United States. These are tweets. Yep. Right. And they're all they're all being put out there. So uh, something tragic happened here. Uh, Dennis Tan, the Olympic figure skater, uh -huh. he was the Olympic medal winning figure skater. Uh, he died Thursday. He's only twenty five years old. You know how oh he died? Poor guy was he was stabbed to death. What? Yep. He became the first Kazakh figure skater to win an Olympic medal, and it was back in Sochi in two thousand fourteen. Uh, there was two men that attempted to steal his car mirrors. The car mirrors, right? 
Right. And he was stabbed in the attack, and he later died after the injury. It's a horrible way to go out for anybody, but uh, tragic in this case, you know, representing his country in the Olympics and winning a medal for his country and then to have to go out that way. Yeah, terrible. Not much can be said on that. It's just, you know, reporting that, but it's horrible. Um, the other thing, too, you know, the rising seas and everything that are happening, you know how in the Internet there's all those cables going down underneath the ground all over the world, you know, the worldwide Internet? Right. So – the amount of cables and hardware that supports the Internet is likely to be flooded with salt water because the sea levels are rising over the next 15 years, mm-hmm. which will submerge thousands of miles of the underground infrastructure, as particularly in the coastal cities. This could actually cause the Internet to go down. So I don't know what they're going to do about this, if this is something they're seeing in the future. but uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's really hard to believe that everything that we really touch, I mean, we live in this wireless world, but everything is still connected with cables. It's still connected with cables, but the climate change, and again, right. if, you, if you don't believe in the climate change that's happening in the world, you're either not reading or you're right. just living in a box, okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So this is going to cause some issues in the future that need to be dealt with. If this is a serious issue, I'm sure that the the minds out there, which are far smarter than what I could bring to the table in this situation, I hope they're working on a remedy for this because obviously the world is run well, by the internet. Well, what, what, what I was getting at a moment ago when I said it's hard to believe that everything is, is connected via cable still, uh, we have the technology, I would assume, to run everything on, on radio waves, at least much more now than, than we used to. Uh, I mean, as a matter of fact, we do have satellite internet. It's not the best sort of internet, but we have satellite internet, unless Eddie Bravo's listening who doesn't believe in satellites, I think. I don't, I don't know. Oh, um, Eddie, that's, Eddie, Eddie. Okay. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. But with that said... Um, you know, it, it seems like the cable technology is old, and we probably just need to uh, revitalize and revamp the infrastructure. But I, I would assume that there's a way to do that, and and way to do that better now more than ever. I I hope so. I agree with you, and uh, I want to keep my internet alive every day that I'm working because I need it. All right, we're almost done with the show, but I want to go over what we go over every year, which is the top 100 celebs according to Forbes and the money they made. And it's always interesting to see this, whether it motivates you to make money or whether you like seeing these people be the successful people they are. But number one, Floyd Mayweather. Bruce Buffer. No, no, no. Maybe in a future year. Sorry. Uh, Floyd Mayweather. And obviously uh, the, the boxer missed last year's list. But the fight he had with Conor McGregor in Vegas generated more than $550 million revenue. Mayweather earning $275 million uh, from the A-list of that – excuse me, from the A-side of that bout and with himself as the promoter. So now George Clooney, number two. And the reason, really? yeah, well, the reason why is not because of his acting revenue alone, but if you remember, he co founded the Casamigas tequila brand with Randy Gerber, uh, Mike Belden. Yeah, and right. they, they sold it for $700 million. So if you want to divide that by three along with his other money, I think he did quite well last year. And of course, we talked last week about Kylie Jenner. She's on her way to being a billionaire at age 20. She's reportedly made $900 million last year. Here's one that's going to rock your boat. Number four, Judge Judy. Judge what? Judy, $400 million in revenue. I didn't even know her show was still on. Oh, yeah. She's she's always made a lot of money. She's always been on the list, but now she's number four. Dwayne Johnson, number five, and Dwayne Johnson is considered now the highest-earning actor in Hollywood. The man is, never stops, never stops, and every one of his films is just blockbusters, uh, including his current one that was just released the other week, number one at the box office. Number six, U2 is still in the in the uh, digs. U2, the, the, call him a rock band or 
Yeah, Irish rockers. That's how I refer to them. Yeah, they're a rock band. Yeah, um, so they've been around I'm for not... 30 years. They grossed, yeah. they grossed 316 million last year. That's crazy. I'm not a huge fan personally, but uh, I mean, I get I get their their allure to people for sure. Are you a fan of Coldplay? Yeah, I mean, They're, I mean, I like a few songs. I, number seven. Uh, number seven. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I get Coldplay more than you too, personally, but just me. And we all know the soccer players make tremendous amounts of money. Uh, Lionel Messi, he's in at number yep. eight. Um, he is the top scoring player in the top five European leagues. Forty five goals. That's a lot of goals. So he had a salary and bonus in excess of $80 million. I know who we're waiting to hear will probably come up here. Uh, you ever hear a guy named Ed Sheeran? Yeah, of yeah. course. He's, uh, he's Chris, a – Chris, Chris is nodding your head up and down like I should know and I should know and I don't. I guess I'm blocking out here. But he's made billions uh, from the streams of his songs over the past year. And um, he's also in Game of Thrones. What am I saying? Of course I know who he is. So there you go. I, uh, he, I think he's been in Game of Thrones. In Game of Thrones. I don't think he's normally there. I don't think he's a regular guest or anything. He, he's been in Game of Thrones, and he's been in The Simpsons also. Christian Ronaldo, number 10, again, soccer player. These soccer players, they make lots and lots. So that's your top 10, and I can go on if you want to. Let's see. I want to find, find you-know-who. Well, here we go. Where is it? I'm not in there, Bruce. I, I know no, you're I'm, I'm looking for I'm you. I'm not in there. I'm looking for you. Yeah. Let's see. Boom. I mean, if, if if number one is Floyd, Connor's got to be in there. Yeah, well, I think we reported last week that Connor was on the list because, you know, he made something like 90. Like 24 or something like that? Yeah, 24 I think he was at. So you get the drift. A lot of people out there making a lot of money. Hopefully that motivates you to do the same. All I can tell everybody is follow your passions. If you can make money out of your passion and, and create income and a job out of that, it's not really going to work. Then you have a lifestyle, and that's right. always a great way to be if you can look at it like that. Hey, lifestyle to me and, and living the life that you want to is uh, worth more in the end than than a lot of wealth and fame and notoriety. Exactly. All right, TJ, that's it for me. A little bit of a short show today. I've got a very long day. i got to get ready to get over to Calgary. I've got lots of stuff to do. How about you? Anything to report? Uh, well, if uh, you want to check out Invicta FC, that was uh, over the weekend. It's archived live on UFC Fight Pass. Um, so hopefully you can check that out. A really good fight. Uh, interesting judging controversy. Because, uh, you know, judges got to keep us on our toes. But uh would love to hear what people think about that. And uh, I don't know. Everything else, you can find me on Twitter, at TJ DeSantis. Uh, if you want more MMA stuff from me, patreon.com forward slash between rats. Very cool. And uh, I want to say one thing real quick. Um, I publicized on um, my Instagram and on my Twitter social media this uh, this last week that Michael Buffer, my brother, is going to be announcing the fight between KSI the two bloggers, KSI and Logan Paul, August 25th at the Manchester Arena in Manchester, England. Uh, predictions are this is going to do well over a million pay-per-views amongst the 14 to 18-year-olds that are the biggest fans of the bloggers, along with another fight. Well, uh, hang on. It's, it's going to do well if 14 and 18-year-olds, well, at least 14 to 17-year-olds, ask their parents' permission before making that purchase, right? Yeah, exactly, and I think they will get the permission. <laughs> they kept the. Per They're not going to get permission, Bruce. They're just going to do it. They're just going to do it, probably, just like they do everything else. But non-refundable kids. It's it's not much. They're going to be charging like around four four pounds or four euros or whatever it comes to. Right. Sure, it basically yeah. comes to about eight dollars for the pay per view. Yeah. Less than ten bucks. Yeah, they're talking about the Manchester Arena. So when I put out a tweet 
and Instagram last week about the fact that my legendary brother Michael Buffer is going to be announcing the two main events. The second one being Logan, Logan Paul's brother Jake Paul uh, fighting another blogger. Um, people were like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Let me just remind people of something. Payday, man. It's well, business. yes, the payday is very healthy, and they want him there obviously very strongly. But aside from the payday, let me just bring out something else. It was years ago, maybe 10 or more years ago, that we did a thing called Celebrity Boxing on Fox, right? Oh, yeah. Nobody yeah. argued about that when you had people no. getting in the ring that were not professional boxers, and that got a 15 share, which right. is phenomenal when it first came out. This is basically, as I've always said, there should Same be a thing. celebrity boxing at least once a year. Right. Okay, right. these are not people coming in to make a farce of the great sport of boxing. They're coming and saying, hey, we got a beef. We're going to work it right. out. People are going to pay for it. We're all going to make some money and move on. You know who's upset by it? People that don't understand what a modern-day celebrity is. And yeah. I understand that well, the modern-day celebrity can basically be a celebrity with no you know, talent. very well, – no talent <laughs> no and also talent. like almost no equipment. I mean the barrier for entry to share your opinions and be a character to the world is like what? Maybe 800 bucks. You know what I mean? To get a good computer with a webcam. Right. That's all you need, ladies and gentlemen. And when you don't understand why something is happening, it just seems to be human nature to tear it down. Uh, I will not be purchasing this. I don't care for it. I don't want to even do my due diligence to see crappy boxing between people that, you know, are bloggers or celebrities or whatever. But the bottom line is, like, I'm not going to tear it down. Like, people want this. There's... It's happening because there's a need and a craving for it, right? And, uh, you know, I just, I'll just i sit on my hands on this one. Yeah, I'll sit on my hands too. I mean, I'll, I'll read about it. You know, obviously Michael's going to go over and do it. I'm certainly, right. you know, I'm not interested in watching it. I'll catch a repeat hey. of something on the news. And, I, you know, I'm not a real big fan of these people anyway. I mean, what do I want to watch somebody who took videos in a Japanese suicide forest and put it out while he's giggling? I'm sorry. Even, right. uh, even, but, but maybe you also want to see that guy get punched in the face. I don't know. I'll, I'll watch the repeat. I, I even right. asked I even asked Henry and Rupert, who are big fans of the Paul brothers. Yeah. They don't even watch their videos anymore after that suicide right. forest video. And kudos to them. They right. had no interest in it. They, they lost complete I, I, interest. I love that those boys are taking like a moral high point. You know what I mean? Like that. That's awesome. Well, um, if you knew their mom and dad, you would understand why. And you course, do, and you do know their mom. So well, again, I'm just saying in this like modern day society where kids just really don't seem to think. Uh, that shows a tremendous amount of uh, heart, and I have a tremendous re amount of respect for um, their parents. And, and Kristen's, you know, one of my favorite people. But when when I look at uh, you know what's happening here, and people tear down and complain, like those people are also probably complaining that Amazon is destroying the world. Well, uh, this is you know stimulating the economy. People are making money. People are spending money. I'll tell you. Um, I'll tell so you. Who's complaining. Good. I'll tell you. Who's probably complaining when I looked at some of the things. People in the boxing business, they don't like this. You know, the actual that are handling professionals. But again, like I said earlier, this is not a professional it's a boxing. different market, though. Like, no no one is not going to buy the next boxing pay-per-view because they bought this blog pay-per-view. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's the same thing in, in mixed martial arts. Like, people are upset about, you know, CM Punk getting an opportunity to fight on a pay-per-view. Well, like, the people that are buying that pay-per-view for CM Punk, they're, they're probably not going to buy the next UFC pay-per-view because if they're only watching for Punk, they're not really MMA fans. Now, hopefully they do watch Punk and go, man, this sport is great. I want to watch more of it. But it's not like you're really doing a disservice to anybody by putting CM Punk on the pay-per-view because you're just getting eyeballs that wouldn't watch otherwise, and you hope to keep them. You know what I mean? Right.
Well, regarding this event, I'm with you. Regarding this event, um, I am going to. I'm not making a prediction, but from things that I've read, this might be a stepping stone for KSI actually to become a professional boxer. So if that's what he wants. I mean, that's hey, what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about people exploring their uh, avenues and and what they want to do. I mean, the thing about fight sport is, uh, for the most part, y- you can maybe get some favorable matchups early, especially in the boxing business, but. The bottom line is you're not going to be heralded as one of the greatest of all time if you're not one of the greatest of all time. You're going to have to win big fights, and uh, you know it, it'll all work itself out in the end. I promise you. How about this? Professionals, are professionals. Amateurs are amateurs. If somebody wants to get behind and put money up for an amateur fight, and people are going to watch it, that is their God-given right. And I'll go back to what I said earlier. We are the ones that participated in the first and the second celebrity boxing events on Fox. I thought they were great. I think they should happen once a year with choice people, go in and get their grudges out or prove themselves themselves, whatever. It was very entertaining. Right. It's safe as far as the rules yep. and everything go. It's watched over. And you know what? Michael can announce this stuff all day long if they ask. Right. Because that's his of job. Course. He is, as I am, an announcer. And we'll right. look at that. And, and, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, too, uh, anything between two consenting adults that isn't hurting anybody and the proper oversight and regulation is there, I've got no problems with it. Thank you very much. Perfectly said. So with that being said, TJ, I'm going to sign off on the show. Uh, everybody follow me on Instagram, at Bruce Buffer UFC, Twitter, at Bruce Buffer. I'll see you from the Octagon Saturday night in Calgary, Canada on Fox Network. Check your Big local Fox. listings. Big, Big Fox. Fox. I don't know if it's listed as that, but that's what we call it, Big Fox. All right, TJ, you take care. Everybody out there, take care of yourselves. Be the best you could be. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Write them down. Learn about them before you set on that path. And when you do set on that path, be the best you can be because it's all about winning. And if you do the best job you possibly can, then you are winning. The effects of everything after that remain to be seen, and I wish you all the best. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great week. I'll be back next week. Buffer out. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com.
<sighs> Sorry I'm late, everyone. It's all right. The meeting's just getting started. Are you in your closet? Yeah, it's the quietest place. <laughs> ah, not the roomiest, though. Getting closer with your closet these days? That uh, dinosaur costume behind you? What? No. <laughs> the Container Store's custom closet sale is here to help with up to 25% off closet systems and free virtual in-home closet design. Who wants Sean to put on the dino suit? Really, guys? The Container Store, where space comes from. Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.